Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 5, The Growth Cycle of Intimate Relationships, Adolescent Period or Painful Reality Stage. Before diving into these discussions, I want to be very clear that the information that I have developed for the podcast is authentic and I'm the creator and owner of this intellectual property. If I use any material from a resource, I will always give the creator of the material credit. Some information is common knowledge and other information may be from my own experiences or through the eyes of someone that may have shared their experiences with me. I encourage you to seek professional counseling from a psychologist, psychiatrist, medical doctor, etc. if you are feeling depression, anxiety, or any other symptoms that could lead you to harm yourself or others. Unfortunately, this is a triggering stage in a relationship. Please keep in mind that the time frames are estimated with the various stages that I discussed previously and the ones that I will continue to discuss. Some people have had so many negative experiences with relationships that they can hit the various stages within days, weeks, or months. Regardless of when they occur, we all have felt the roller coaster of emotions. Depending on the person, you may have mutually agreed to walk away, but for others, it may have ended in tragedy or emotional trauma. Let's take a journey down memory lane. Once you become, or once you became 13, you felt a shift in your body and a sense of self and self-worth. Everything that you have experienced or learned as a child must be remembered and applied to your life. You begin to question your parents mentally and everything that you were ever told as a child. You begin to analyze your life and where you want to be. In the process of discovering you or growing into finding you, ultimately, you make the decision of how to live your life as you age or mature. Although you may not get it right or fail, you must make hard choices that you feel are right for you at that moment. But learn that those impulsive decisions can later leave you a lifetime of heartache if you make the wrong decision. This is a major transition in the relationship world. This is where the individuals start discussing marriage more intensely and often one person is ready and the other is is not. This is an internal battle that both individuals secretly struggle with. This is why discussions of long-term relationship goals need to be a focus. At this point in the relationship, you have hopefully spent enough quality time with your partner that you can decide whether you can spend the rest of your life with the individual. You have weighed the pros and cons of the relationship and determined that you have a healthy relationship. You have also considered the position of the individual on marriage too. Although I haven't been married, I know how to be a wife. I conduct myself in a way that I'm married to God and it's up to an individual to make me his earthly wife. I fall short at times, but I pick myself back up 
I've been engaged several times to the point that my dad calls me the my dad calls me um a runaway bride. I know that marriage I know that in marriage you must be unselfish and must submit to your husband. Well, I had the problem with the word submission because it sounded like slavery. Like I, I couldn't uh and I think it has a lot to do with the fact of how men of today try to I guess put women in a place to say oh you're not worthy because you don't know how to submit to a man I'll tell you all about that as we continue through the podcast but that kind of deterred me from you know wanting to go down the aisle to say I do and all this other stuff my kids just cast they just happen to come you know fall in love things happen yada yada just happened three times with the same person but hey that's life but getting back to the topic keeping in mind so when it came to this stage I couldn't follow through I'm just being honest with you guys I could not follow through just the fact of having to bow down because that's what my thought process was I ain't about to bow down to nobody I make my own money I do this I do that blah 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 I can take care of myself these men can't lead themselves lead themselves let alone lead me blah 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 like and and although marriage is a contract you know in the law of the land you know to me it means so much more than that it's it's a covenant with God so I take it very seriously I take you know my soul seriously even though you know I did have premarital sex or in God's what in the Bible calls fornication, you know, it doesn't mean I didn't love God any less. I just fail. But I, I, I'll say I fail. I submitted to the flesh. I'll just say that. All right. Um, I looked at how. Like you get red flags <laughs> when you see when you're dating, but. You're like, man, we can work through this. But then you start courting that person because y'all say, oh, we want to get married. This and it. it sounds cute and stuff. But I've learned men use love to get sex. Women, women use men use the word love to get sex. And and women use sex to get love. You can't tell me anything different. I've seen it too many times. All right. So when it when it came to this stage, as I stated, I couldn't follow through. I looked at how the men that I dated led their lives. And although I tried to help them, I couldn't imagine being led by any of the individuals for the rest of my life. Let me explain to you what I mean. According to Ephesians 5, 5th chapter, 20, verses 22 through 33, these scriptures discuss the relation the relation of husband and wife most of the time you hear the term submission being used as a way of condemning a woman to obey a man i mean i'm being honest fellas that's how when y'all are talking about a woman submitting to you this and the other because it's being used in a derogatory manner 
women are not necessarily receptive of it in that way. So just keep that in mind when you're talking to your partner or spouse. Um, Submission is not a method of controlling a woman. And I need you, you all to understand that, you know, you don't tell your wife, oh, you better submit to me. You better submit. Oh, your girlfriend, you better submit to me, submit to me because you have to submit to her too, but in a different way. Let me explain. Most of the time you hear the term submission being used as a way of condemning a woman to obey a man, but what they fail to realize is that it is, it says nothing about submitting to any man other than your husband. Let me say that again for the men in the back. Your girlfriend doesn't have to submit to you. All right. Because your girlfriend doesn't belong to you. She belongs to God until you make her your wife. So she does not have to submit to you. And that is biblical. Y'all can get along or something like that. But her body is her body. Just like your body is your body. All right. So let's clear the air with that. All right. Because with today's society, we're living as husband and wife and and it's just we just live in a backward society today and you know if people are like well I don't care this I want to get marriage is technically of God and to me if you're not of God don't believe in God to me technically they should call it something like a unity or something different that's all I'm saying that's my personal opinion and belief you choose to believe how you want to but marriage to me is a covenant with God. It's not just a contract. Verses 22 and 24 teaches a woman how to be a wife to her husband. Now, fellas, when you want to throw that, she got to submit to me stuff in, in your, your girlfriend, wife, whoever's face. I want you to pay close attention to verses 25 through 33 because it teaches a man how to love his wife when I read those scriptures it made me examine my partner for the following characteristics and this is any partner that I've ever um, been with as far as trying to in a in a intimate or romantic uh, relationship and I examined them according to these scriptures as well as examining myself and uh, keeping in mind that none of us are perfect and all of us have things that we can fix. So you have to do the work. But I based um, the five following characteristics, characteristics of what the scriptures were saying or the questions that I'm getting ready to read based upon the scriptures that I read. All right. And the first thing I say, does he show signs of loving me as Christ loved the church? And is he willing to sacrifice his life or lifestyle for me? If the answer was no, marking them off. When he sacrifices life or lifestyle, is it to better is it to become a better person so that he may lead me and our family or future family? 
If he's saying, baby, I'm just doing this for you. No, you need to do it for yourself because I need to know that you could take care of you. Because if you make if you make the choice and decision to change to better yourself for you, it's going to stay. It's a permanent decision. If you just do it just to please me for that moment or whatever the case may be, then that's letting me know that it's temporary and it's not real. Does he love himself? And the way that I determined this was by the choices and decisions that he made for his own life. Or in their case, their own lives. And if I saw that my partner couldn't love himself truly, I knew that I didn't have a chance. And and I need y'all to really, really think about that. If you're sitting up there and you constantly have to teach someone to heal and all this other stuff and they need to go to therapy, you cannot fix them. You can only fix you. You can assist them with taking them to places, but they have got to heal from whatever trauma that they've got going on. And marriage is not going to fix that. They have to go on their own self-healing journey and, and, and learn to love themselves and to forgive themselves for whatever they've done in their past, their present, they've that that's their personal journey. And God can help them, but you can't. I don't care how much love you give them. If they don't think they're worthy of that love, they're not going to be ready to receive that love. And then you will wind up getting hurt. You've got to keep in mind that in this scripture is telling the man that he's going to become one flesh with his wife. And with me knowing that we would become one flesh, I had to see the way that he loved himself. Because the way that that man or whoever you love is loving him or herself, that's the same way they're going to love you. So if they're making bad decisions and choices and all those type deals, believe me, you're going to be a part of that. Does he have the ability to prioritize our relationship and understand that we will be two now walking as one? Meaning if he has kids and I have kids, we are now one. So if we're one person, we can't be like, well, my kids come before this or this. Thing. No, they're our children. We come first. Our children come next. It's the umbrella effect. You have God. You have the husband. You you have the umbrella. Of, the family is under the umbrella of God. The husband is directly under God. The wife is under the umbrella of the husband. The children are under the umbrella of the mother. Okay? So, but the mother and the father are one flesh. So, I need y'all to think of that. And the man is supposed to liken himself after God. So, with that being said, if you follow that, you'll be okay. See, in today's society, we kind of done things backwards. We have sex and we have kids before we have marriage. And actually, sex is the marital act. That's a come other countries don't necessarily understand us. Because in the Western world, that's where we are. You know, kind of out of pocket 
as some would describe because the way that we conduct ourselves is doesn't um culturally doesn't mm, what's the best way to say this it's not the way it's supposed to be because sex is the marital act so even when with some cultures even with arranged marriage you know although they're married on paper until they consummate the marriage meaning have sex they're still not married so the way we see things in the western world is not the way the rest of the world sees things and so ladies if you date a man that's outside of america you know from a cultural standpoint you need to do your research before you say i do and the last thing i had was can he understand that as a result of our unity nothing should be between us but god that means like i stated before if we already have children we are still to walk as one so if we decided to move forward are we on the same page for parenting I don't care that there's a baby mama, baby daddy, and all this other stuff that's going on. You all still are in the same household. How are you going to parent those children? What morals and values are you going to instill in them? And, And ladies, there's no such thing as marrying a man and not accepting his kids. And if you see that you're with a man that does not take care of his kids, red flag, don't marry him. Do not marry him because if you get pregnant, he's not going to take care of yours either. I don't care what you say. Y'all break up. He's not going to take care of your child. So don't laugh at another woman's tears. Because she's already been through what you're about to go through. So be careful because you may wind up needing that person. Because at the end of the day, whatever child you have with that individual is still the sibling to your child. And men, the same thing. Don't marry a woman if you're not willing to take in her children and love them as your own. If you know you're not qualified to be a father, don't do it. Because that is a precious life. That child is a legacy. That baby is a gift from God. And not every man is meant to father that child even the one that shot him out may not be worthy to father that child that child may be the next president the next humanitarian that child can be anything so if you know that you don't mean that child any good you have no purpose for that baby do not marry that baby's mother to not just leave her in a traumatic situation but also that child that's just wrong and if you're just looking to have sex with somebody and this is for everybody women and men alike go get yourself a prostitute stop messing with people's emotions and feelings as I stated before men I don't care what no woman says she will eventually grow an emotional attachment to you in some type of way unless this woman has just been broken to the point where she is 
damaged goods, she will develop some type of emotional attachment to you. If you start having sex with her because you are coming inside of that woman. You are coming into her temple. You are connecting with her in a physical and spiritual way. You are, you are performing the marital act. So you are binding yourself to that woman or women. So be careful. These are the thoughts that run through my head when I think of marriage. In my case, my three children were born prior to marriage to their father. We were engaged twice, but I couldn't follow through. I was young and dangerously in love, but I couldn't get past the principles that I was taught as a child. Some people believe in staying in a relationship because of children, but I refuse to do so. I don't believe in that. Remember in the beginning, I said that this is a painful stage. But you must make the decision to marry the individual at this stage or let them go. I had to let him go. And this was the father of my kids. I had to let him go. It wasn't fair to him that I kept delaying marrying him because of my own convictions. It wasn't fair to me to marry him with the knowledge of knowing that he wasn't ready to adhere to the principles described in God's word. He eventually married someone, but they were divorced within a year, I believe. Over the years, he grew into the role of husband and now has a wife. I'm proud of him, but I couldn't wait for him to evolve. I was losing myself trying to help him heal from his trauma. If you are at this stage in your relationship, please be honest with yourself and your partner. Don't make the mistake of forcing the individual to grow with you if they are not willing to make it last. It won't work and you will end in divorce. Finally, make sure that you are who your partner desires. The world is so is more accepting of various types of relationships. Does your partner want a monogamous marriage or an open one? Does your partner desire a poly relationship? Poly or polyamorous relationship. Did your partner marry you? To please family but secretly gay? These are real questions that you need to ask yourself before saying I do. What is the point of moving forward in a marriage if it is destined for divorce? And ladies, I need you all to wake, your, wake up. You know whether or not your partner is gay. You can see the red flags. Now whether or not you choose to pay attention to it, that is your own business. If you don't know... Go to one of your cousins that may be gay men and bring him around them. They'll tell you. I promise you they will. If you, if you, and fellas, make sure that the woman you with actually wants to be with a man. If she's a lesbian, you know, she, she may be with you, but is she doing it because of family or she, or she marrying you because she want to marry you? You know, again, if you have a gay cousin or friends that that are um, that, you know, bring them, bring your partner around them and they will tell you whether or not the person you dealing with is straight or gay. I promise you, I love my cousins. 
I've got straight cousins and gay cousins. And I love them all the same. But I tell you one thing. You won't ever catch me slipping with somebody that, that's down low. Because I'm going to bring them around my cousins. Because my cousins will not lie. And they might even tell him in his face. Now you know you need to stop playing. I'm telling y'all, y'all better. Don't be fooled. Because you're going to fool yourself in the end. You better rely on your family. You better rely on your friends. You know, a lot of you be like, I don't like nobody in my business. You ain't got to. Like, have nobody in your business. Just bring the person around your family. Allow them to get engaged and interact. Allow them to be themselves and just observe them. Observe them. See how they act around the people that you love. And then, on your own time, ask your family how they feel if you're unsure. It's ultimately going to be up to you. And some people are like, I don't care how people feel. Me, I want to know. Because it may be the same feeling that I'm having. Now, if it's something out of the pocket, of course, I'm not going to listen to it. But when I'm getting to know someone for uh, that I, I have no clue about, oh, yeah. I have a whole entire drill down method, which I'll share with y'all on a later date. But you're not getting all of that today, okay? If you are trying to live a holy life, you don't have a choice but to get married unless you vow to not ha- vow to not have sex again. You can fact check me too. It's in 1 Corinthians, the seventh chapter, and it, and it will tell you all about it. There are two reasons why the Bible says to get married, which are to have children or sex. People hate it when I am so blunt with it, but we need to be. The word says that it is better to marry than to burn. Meaning going to hell. My life doesn't fit perfectly in that order. And I'm okay with that. I am a work in progress. But at least now God knows that I'm trying to serve him correctly. You must make the same decisions that I had to make in my life at this stage. Are you and your partner ready for the next phase in life? Or is this where you both say goodbye? This decision will set your life up for a prosperous marriage or a failed one. Choose wisely. Seriously. Choose wisely. Don't make any hasty decisions, guys. Don't do it. Well, everyone, that's it. And that's all. My name is Jamela Hillary Harris, a.k.a. J. Marie, signing off for J. Marie Speaks. Until next time, God bless.